In the last few years, we've seen a shift in our work culture. Home offices have replaced cubicles, and virtual meetings have taken over conference rooms. But today, managers are calling their troops back into the office. The question is why? Remote work has its undeniable advantages. In this episode, we'll weigh the pros and cons of in-person versus remote work to find out if remote work is the future of business. Welcome back to Bootstrappers, the podcast that helps entrepreneurs scale their businesses fast with the power of remote teams. I'm Gwen Aspen of Anaquim, where we have helped hundreds of companies grow with remote professionals. Today, we're going to talk about whether remote is the future of business, because a lot of companies have brought their workforces back to the office. And joining us in the discussion is Matt Tompkins, who is the president of Two Brothers Creative. And I'm hoping you can shed some light on this office versus remote controversy. Ooh, I didn't know it was a controversy. And I'll, I appreciate the title you just bestowed <laughs> upon me. I feel so official now. Uh, president. Uh, own yes. it, man. Yeah. I, I'll own it. Yeah. Um, I will tell you this much. We are one of those hundred, hundreds of companies that Anaquim has helped scale fast with remote professionals. And I mean, I didn't really know much about virtual assistants, remote professionals, or remote work prior to way back in the day when we started producing your podcast, I didn't know much about it, but learning and then adding member after member full-time to our team, we now have three full-time um, Anaquim remote professionals on our team. We hired one more in-person person. That's probably the last that we'll hire, to be honest with you, um, because it just makes more sense to work remotely. And so when you and I met, it was actually uh, at the radio station I was working at, and that's kind of it was mid-pandemic. It was like May of 2020, mm -hmm. I think. And mm -hmm. that's when a lot of debate was happening. A lot of managers, old school, were being forced to like try this whole working remote thing. They didn't want to. And I think now you're seeing the the pullback where they're like, okay, it's time to get back into the office. They're not really telling us why. Well, I mean, I've heard a, a lot of the CEOs say things like collaboration is better. We can't invent things unless you're in person. Trust needs to be built in between meetings. And, you know, people don't have passion for the business. And so those are the things that they're saying about remote or about remote work that it takes away from those things. I think there's place for in-person, but I think a retreat manages those things. So retreat for maybe um, strategic planning or a special project that's going underway. That's why I like having remote team members from Mexico, because it's really not that hard for us to go down there, for them to come up to the United States or Canada. Um, it's not a hard travel day. You're not losing a day on jet lag. I mean, it's just simple. And so you can still have those moments in time where maybe it is important to be together. But I mean, all the studies, if you just go on just study after study and what those say about whether remote work works or not, they're saying people are more productive. Yeah, and that's what happened with, with us. I was working at uh, the radio station in Omaha, Nebraska at the time, hosting a mo morning show solo by myself. So I would literally go into a room, into a booth, and just talk to myself for, you know, three hours every morning. And that, and they paid me to do that. So I did that every day. Well, then, you know, pandemic hits, it, everything shut down. We're considered um, the vital worker because we're oh. like meet, uh, members of the press or the oh, media. Oh, wow. So we could still go in in the morning. And the rule was you go in, 
you do your show. We had to do a whole wipe down, disinfect of the whole studio and everything. And then you leave and you finish your day just working remotely from home. Now, what happened was I started going home and I noticed with my own equipment, because a little secret here, radio stations are about 40 years behind the times on like anything digital, equipment, uh, editing software. So I could get my work done in like two or three hours when it would normally take six, seven hours. Oh, because they just didn't have the right equipment? I just had better equipment. Wow. It sounded better. It worked better. So then I was able to start working on other things and envision the idea or contemplate something bigger of like, hey, maybe I could just do this full time by myself, which is, you know, what we do now. And that's what uh, was kind of the birth of, of our company. But at the time, I was trying to convince managers that, listen, I'm like 300% more productive when I'm working from home just because of these these technical uh, and equipment limitations here at the station, here at the, at the radio station. And they just didn't see it that way. And I feel like anytime you're basing a decision off of nostalgia, which is all that is, it's it's not a good enough reason because it's going to affect your productivity, your bottom line. It's going to be really hard to grow and allow your employees to think outside of the box for other big ideas. Like I did there, you know, I was pitching all these new ideas for digital content. It was literally laughed out of the room. Well, we've built a whole company now based off of those, you know, quote unquote laughable ideas. And so I think it's just a limiting belief almost. Oh, I totally believe it's a limiting belief. And you worked in a radio station. I worked in corporate America. I mean, are people all that productive in the office? I mean, so I worked at Cerner Corporation in the early 2000s, and that was like a freaking meat market. (laughs) We were all in our early 20s, and we made, you know, I thought at the time, I thought it was great money. And so we were all dressing like super cute, and it was all like, all about fashion and the lunchroom was just like people just dating in different departments. There wasn't a whole lot of work that was getting accomplished at the office I mean, at Cerner. That's like behind the scenes at Bootstrappers today, <laughs> really. Let's be honest. I mean, but, don't sell yourself short, Gwen. It's still a meat market today here. Come on. <laughs> and then I just remember people stealing all the uh, office supplies. Like people just raid the office oh, supplies. Yeah. Um, it just wasn't effective. So I would print so many things. And there. even the bathroom was super far away from my desk. And so that was just a waste of time. Just walking, you know, down the hall to go to the, the bathroom being really far away. And the studies show that people who go to an office waste 30 minutes more on just interpersonal wasteful discussions than people who work remotely. I mean, is your experience like office drama and? Yeah, there wasn't like a lot of office drama. There's a lot of office, just time killing, time wasting conversations about politics, sports, whatever it might be, you know, you're just catching up with, it's, it's almost like it's a, becomes a a social club in a way. There were uh, colleagues of mine who would just show up there. Neil, uh, who we both know, he's was near retirement at the time, and he would just show up to work. I don't even think he was getting paid. He just wanted to be there and hang out with people in the industry that he had spent so many years in. So everybody's coming in, wasting 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes. It adds up. It adds up. I mean, the the got a minute conversations where people walk oh by, you don't even have to be a manager. It's just people walking by, got a minute, got a minute, got a minute. So many conversations that are I mean, not only are they not moving anything forward, I would say they're setting you back uh, because you can't get your work done. You can't focus every time you're interrupted with these non-productive conversations and situations. 
Oh my gosh. I couldn't agree more with that got a minute stuff. I mean, those things were never productive <laughs> and they happened all the time. And so any of us who've worked in an office, sure, there's collaboration. Is trust built that way? Yes. But are there ways that you can build trust and be far more productive uh, remotely? A hundred percent. And I just have one more story about people just not understanding remote work. I go to Michigan in the summer and we have a lot of guests up and I'm very clear. Like, I have to work nine to six are my hours in the summer, nine to six. And I'm like not available. So I can't do anything. And so you're going to have to be on your own and have fun. And then we'll have dinner together. The amount of people who have no idea that when I say I'm working nine to six, they think that that means have a walk in the middle of the day. They think that that means like chat. I'm like, no. I mean, seriously, so like, please like, do not bother me from nine to six. Like, this is this is all I'm doing is working. We're not hanging out. Your remote work is, oh, that's legitimate work or work in an office then? Or? or they just think that people who work remotely just don't work, that, that it's an excuse to just not work during those hours. And I can see the misconception live during those times. And so... I, I think that people who are used to wor working from home, used to having a set schedule where you're in meetings and you go to the Zoom meetings, you generally start on time. So mm. you're expected to be in the meeting on time. They end on time. You have blocks to like follow up on the meeting and you're not interrupted during that time. So you can accomplish so much more. So before I went back into radio, which for those who, who don't know, who are uninitiated to radio broadcasting, it's kind of like being in a, an abusive relationship in a weird <laughs> way, like where you keep going back, hoping it'll change this time. It'll be different. It's always the same. And so I went back after having about three and a half, four years where I was a entrepreneur. I didn't even know what an entrepreneur was and I did everything wrong. I had every, no meeting structure, no meetings period. Like it was just... Lucy goosey I would get up at like noon I'd watch you know the Avengers movie then I would you know go film some bit and then edit till four in the morning and it was just not healthy so I compare that to now and the structure I had the second time around when I was at home again by myself same basement same everything the difference was I think the advancement in in online calendars the advancement with zooms and being able to meet and do work remotely uh, but then just having the right mindset of this is still work so if you're doing your work at home and you're in your pajamas are you really putting your best you know pajama foot forward are you putting your best <laughs> slipper forward I, I would say probably not so i i treated it the second time around where i would get up i would get dressed same schedule like like you're talking about and i think it's how about how you approach it and i think old school managers view it as oh they're just home in their pajamas like the first you know uh, version of, of my attempt at, at being a small business owner, uh, which was accurate, probably with some people is today. But I think for most people, they're taking a different tactic and approach. It's like, no, I'm, I'm showing up. I don't have to commute. I mean, there's so many different benefits, you know, we've talked about to working remotely versus in person. I think it's a, it's a no brainer to choose a hybrid at the very least, if not fully remote, um, you know, work environment, work structure. Well, and that's one of the things at Anaquim, look, you're going to have to work regular hours. I do think this idea that I'm going to work all these odd hours might work if you're a programmer or something, but I feel like that's just an excuse to never, um, to just not work enough hours. I don't totally know how you could, how can yeah. you work eight hours a day? Maybe you can get two hours at night. I mean, I don't, 
maybe people are yelling into the, like hearing me say that, but I like just having the structured eight to yeah. f- eight to five. This is what I'm doing. Nine to six. This is what I'm doing. I'm going to eat lunch while I'm in front of my computer. I'm going to get my stuff done. And then I, it's family time. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, but don't trust me and mad about it. Hear what the studies show. So a study by Stanford of six, 16,000 workers for over nine months found that working from home increased productivity by 13%. Working remotely can increase productivity by 77%. And I actually think that that's completely accurate given my experience. Um, And then it it, uh, reduces attrition rates by 50% because workers are happier because they do. I think there's a caveat to that. They're happier if they have a life. I don't think that you're happier if your personal life totally sucks. Yeah. So, uh, so that's an important thing to maybe even ask in an interview. Like, do you have a personal life? Because if people get depressed, their work productive productivity goes down. But if you have like a super social life, you go to the gym, you have family and friends around that, this is ideal because you have more time for that. Um, but I do think it, like everything else, it's nuanced and p- depressed people are not as productive. Uh, and everybody has internet fast enough. Yeah. And there, there is, there have been so many advances with, I mean, Zoom has become a verb, just like, you know, send me a tweet or anything else. Right. Um, and so I feel like the technological advances, advances combined with just uh, we're, we were forced as a society to accept the reality of where we were going anyhow, just a lot sooner. And that's what that's what happened in 2020. It was just, oh, okay, this is happening and it's happening now. It's not happening 10, 15 years. And so I think that's overall a phenomenal thing for any small business owner listening right now, because for us, having remote professionals on our team forced us to do so many good things like you're talking about here that we would not have otherwise done if it was all in person. If it was all in person, we would not have uh, implemented, you know, EOS and traction. We would not have had, you know, meeting structures and meeting rhythms that we, we would not have set up, you know, metrics and had measurables to keep each other accountable. We wouldn't have daily uh, huddles and meetings. We can do that with ease in a video call. We say it's contained to this time frame, and that's the time, five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever it is. And it makes it much more realistic uh, for us to actually execute, follow through with, and be disciplined with. And I would say discipline is probably the number one thing that sinks businesses across the board, no matter what you're having discipline with. And this is something that forces you to have discipline and solve so many problems you would have you would have had to do all this stuff anyhow if you wanted to scale your business if you wanted to stay in business this just is a, is a way i think to to do it and then save money on your payroll and overhead and allow you to scale like you want to which is what we've done here and i i could not have i i would i am not i i did not envision us being in the place we are today as fast as as where we have gotten here i mean we've had we were tallying this up it's like 18x growth over you know in just this past October is a a three-year period. That's amazing. That's insane. There's no way we would have done that if not for implementing these things that remote work forced us to implement. So, yes. So here's the brass tacks, I think. Uh, At these corporations that are forcing people back in the office, 
they still are not good at managing people. And so they have to have the babysitting program. If you have some accountability built in, and no one's perfect, so perfection is not required here, but if you um, have accountability, you have metrics, you know what winning looks like for your people, you have a cadence for your meetings, um, you have a cadence for your goals, you spend time, I also think this is important for the trust to be built, if you spend time on Zoom, camera on, just saying, what's your good news? I mean, that's my big question for everybody. What's today's good news? And it can be as dumb as like, I tried a new recipe last night. Mm. That works. I finally found some pants that fit, you know? Yeah, you were telling me that your yes. mouth guard was yeah. am <laughs> amazing Thanks. last yes. night. <laughs> Thank you for bringing up my snoring problem here. <laughs> on the, That was the green room. That was in the green room. That's like a safe zone. But you're right. I mean, you're right. I mean, it, it, the 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 reason managers want people to come back into the office is because they have not adapted their own management capabilities and they have not kept up with the times, if you will, on what good management is today. Those same people who mentioned in radio, I always said, and I use this analogy, I would say, they're like a, a general manager from 1998. Like they're just micromanaging everything. It's no fun to work for them. It's a toxic environment, no forward out of the box thinking. It's everybody in that building complained constantly about every decision. And it just, it was not fun. It really killed uh, the fun. It killed the, I think, the profitability and, and potential for the company. And so it's that management type that's in the way. I think inevitably they're going to have to get out of the way. And if you're a small business owner like me and you say, listen, I want to do things differently. Well, remote work is a way to do it differently, save costs, all the reasons uh, we've talked about here today. But I mean, just embracing where things are because that's the reality. And make yourself better utilizing remote work. Like yeah. decide on remote work and then make things better in your company so that it works excellently for you. Okay, one other great stat. I couldn't believe this, that remote work workers spend 1.4 more days working each month because they, and they even take a few more breaks mm -hmm. than maybe they would if they were in the office, but they end up working a yeah. day and a half more I believe per that. month. Um, and that was from Air... Air Tasker. I don't know. I don't know that survey company, but um, and thirty. Oh, oh yeah, thirty minutes less talking about non-work topics. Seven percent less time talking to management. So I, I think that we do over communicate sometimes, and remote work makes it like the perfect amount of communication. Yeah. And you don't have to the commute too, which for for workers, for people who work from home now, uh, work remotely. That's that, I think that's a it's, that's such a major part of our lives. I mean, that's easily what one to two hours per day, easily for every single person. You know, five days a week, ten hours per week. I mean, that adds up. That's you know five hundred hours a year. That's some serious time that we can get back and spend with our family and do those things that we couldn't otherwise do. And if you have some non-traditional workers who have little kids at home or are taking care of their aging parents, it gives them the ability to stay really productive with you, happy working for your company, and maintain their responsibilities at home. So overall, yes, big companies are bringing people back to the, to the office. I personally think it will make them less productive. I think they're doing it because they don't have great managers and they need babysitting to make themselves feel secure that people mm -hmm. are working. 
I think with the tools that are around for remote work with Zoom and clocking into different jobs and the project management tools and all the things that are available, the meeting structure softwares, there's no reason that you can't get a ton done remotely. And we just keep finding other ways to do things remotely. Unless you need someone to physically move things, like Matt, I know you need people here to like move cameras mm -hmm. and do things. That's a legitimate reason. But if someone's right behind a computer, you can do that from Mexico at a really palatable price point and get all your stuff done yes. in eight hours. Yes. And it's I'm, amazing. It is. And I think as a manager, as a business owner, you have to really embrace leadership on this front because you'll have employees like a friend of mine, Dave, who does great. He did the animation for, for bootstrappers and he does a lot of that work. Well, he's like working 14, 15 hours a day. It's insane. He's got two kids. And I have to tell him, I'm like, don't work on this project now. Like, wait, um, because he'll, he'll do that since he works remotely. So as a manager, a leader of your company, I think you have to have the, the foresight to incorporate remote work, do it responsibly, and, and really get, get to know your employees and the processes you have in place. Because this is a tool. I think it's one of the most effective tools you have as a business, uh, business owner. But any tool can be used for good or bad. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's just being smart and having the right mindset approach and, and strategy with it. I couldn't, like I said, to, to sit here and today tell you that, you know, I mean, I would be approaching the number of, uh, it's just, I, I would not have thought possible. Yes, I'm going to be making, our company is going to make this much money. We're going to have seven full-time employees, three of which are remote, and we're doing all these incredible things. Wouldn't, couldn't imagine it possible four years ago, five years ago. And I don't think it would be possible. In fact, I know it wouldn't without remote work, without um, all the tools and things that it has forced us to implement. It's like the one decision that makes a bunch of other decisions yes, for you yeah. that changes the trajectory of your company in a positive way. Absolutely. So with that, we'll leave on that note. Uh, <laughs> I can't ever do that. I know, ending. you can never. Uh, yes, we should just leave this part in. This is the audience could experience what the Gwen has. Uh, she has a, an, a struggle from the beginning with how to wrap up the, the podcast here. And so um, it, it, I don't know if there's anything we could really do. I feel like it's just something that we should just embrace at this point. I don't know. Uh, okay. Usually it'll be an awkward beat and then Gwen will say, well, that's a wrap. And, um, you know, and then we'll... Come back in. With it's just my awkwardness that just pro is uh, prolific for my whole life comes across at this particular moment. Only at this every moment. Time. Yeah, this is the only time it comes <laughs> shining through. Well, we love your awkwardness, Gwen. Well, okay? thank you. So yes. that's a wrap. We'll see you next time on The Bootstrapper Show. Measuring performance is key to scaling any business, and it starts with seeing how your team scores. See how your team scores on the Leadership Matrix now. The link to the free download is in the show notes.